everyone, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. On today's episode, we talk about genuine worship songs. All right, everyone, welcome back. And uh, yeah, that was kind of a rough, rough wording because I'm going to have to describe what we're talking about. This is one of those where we spend three minutes understanding the concept, then we can get into it. So this past Sunday, um, Justin was asked by the gentleman speaking, Casey, to... One of our elders, yep. Yeah, one of our elders, to demonstrate... um, Great job, by the way, Casey. uh, Mm -hmm. To demonstrate some genuine worship songs as a point of tension within the message. Yeah, so his his point was, do we do we have an idea of God or do we understand the reality of God and and the the role that he plays in our lives or should play in our lives and and a caveat to that was was worship music. So we sing we often sing a lot of lyrics, but are we just singing about the idea of these things or do we do, do we let the reality of that hit um, and if we were being honest, what would the reality of how we actually live shape the words that we're writing? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And okay. so, so really it was like if we stepped into a room on a Sunday morning and sang the truth about yeah. us. Yeah, the reality that we're actually yes. living out. Because, I mean, we come in, we sing worship songs, and they have their place. And so it's like we fall down, we lay our, our crown at the feet of Jesus, uh, I surrender all. Yeah. You know, we have these things where we will sing in unison as the body of believers and I'll kind of word it this way, where we desire for our heart to be. Mm-hmm. And those are very beneficial. But at the same time, like, I've always had an abrasive, uh, like, I surrender all is one, white flag. <laughs> Anytime, like, I'm singing to God and committing myself to complete abandon to Him when I'm still wrestling, internally for me, and this is this is definitely a for me, for me, for me comment, there's there's a tension with going. I surrender all to you, like in the, in, the, in the phrase "white flag." When I know I'm not, yeah, and so that's a good friction. But I'm gonna let Justin. Justin, you you rewrote some words to these songs, uh, yeah. And so I'm gonna let him because he was trying to give us like, what if we what if we sang what was real? And so yeah. give us a couple of those lyrics. Yeah. So <clears throat> excuse me. I'm, I won't be singing this morning on the podcast or whenever you're listening to this on the podcast, but. Uh, you can, I think we, we captured that on our website, so you can, yep. you can take a look at that. But hopefully you'll know these songs. So Lord, I Need You uh, is one that has been very popular the last several years. Uh, but here we go. So this is what I titled Honest Worship as part of Casey's message, and here we go. So Lord, I come, I confess. You know a lot, but I know best. I prefer Ouch. to be in control. Just take the wheel. If I run off the road. See, that was kind of like Jesus take the wheel. I, know, you you, did, I picked you that, that up Sunday. I was like, oh, so, he's hitting the country yeah. music fans. Um. Uh, and, then, and then the chorus is, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Some of the time, I need you. Here's my list, my genie wish. Oh, God, how I need you. Yeah, and so I'm watching this Sunday because I actually I actually got to sit with my family Sunday morning because I, I, was, I was back and forth at the service mm-hmm. a couple times doing things. So there was no, it was good to be in the room. Um, but I'm watching you come up there. And it created such a tension, which mm-hmm. is what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching you, and I'm going like, man, he's like going for it. Like, he is full in, what if I came at it with the same tone, the same emotion, the same vibrato, and then saying those words? Yeah. And so the first service, I remember sitting in the back with a band, 
and we're listening while you're out there, um, and you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> like like we're 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 in the off stage area. Band's getting ready to come back. I'm getting ready to come back out, and we're listening. And I can you can just feel the tension coming out. Yeah. And then I sit in the service and experienced on the next service. And here was this 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 question that came 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 to me immediately. With you as a person who leads worship day in and day out, you pick the songs. You put put the the songs on the lips of the people in the room. Mm, mm. How abrasive did that feel to you to be standing there singing that, even though you knew it? Th- this isn't the end. I'm this is we're using this as an as an allegory for for something bigger. Well, it's it's an extremely abrasive and difficult and awkward thing. So, one there's there this is an onion. Of things, if if I yep. may, there are different layers to this. So there's layers to this as a as me being a worship pastor, a worship leader in a church. There's you know there was nervous laughter in the room, like you could hear yeah. a few people, <laughs> like they wanted to laugh because it was a little bit humorous, and I was trying to be tongue in cheek and funny with yep. this a little bit, but also the conviction of hey, this is this is this is reality, you know, like this this can be reality yep. if if we approach worship this way, and so for me. So for me, it was a very awkward thing. And then for to hear you mention um, the way I, you're like, oh man, he's just attacking this, right? So so part of that was I had to be careful to to be intentional with that because it's easy to go, my default, go up there and just, oh, yep, it's time for me to lead worship and slip right. into my default and sing lyrics that aren't glorifying to God singing with the same passion that the lyrics that yes. I sing that are yeah. glorifying to God, you know? And so it was this <clears throat> mental, like, hurt that was like, okay, I, it's like you can get into the routine of doing what you do, but I, I guess it just begged the question, and this was Casey's point, is do we actually pay attention to this, the words that yeah. we're singing and how we're singing? I had a gentleman tell me, hey, I, like, we, we put the lyrics up on the screens just so people could see, you know, the rewrite and the different lyrics, and they were, and this gentleman was like, "Hey, I wasn't even paying attention uh, when you started singing. I was just watching you sing." And then I was like, "Oh, wait a second, that's not the lyric." And so, like, he was like, "I immediately looked up at the screen and noticed that these yep. lyrics had changed and were different." So, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely a very awkward uh, place. And I was waiting for like lightning bolts to hit me. You exactly. Know? <laughs> I mean, and, that, and that's just it. Because I mean, we're sitting there, we're like in the room where we gather to worship, yeah. and and. and Big theological conversation later. The room, the place doesn't matter, but it's the right. place that we come to. Right. And so, in that room with those people on that setting, as that dedicated time of worship to God, and then that to happen, mm-hmm. and then it, it, it was, it was. I mean, it was great because it was like cutting to the heart. Yeah. To to kind of shake you awake and go, oh wait. Yeah. And so, great example. But the one thing you said right there, and this is kind of where I've had some conversation before when it comes to songs or music being used as the, for lack of a better phrasing, instrument to worship God or mm-hmm. the method to mm-hmm. worship God, mm-hmm. is that passion and emotion is a good thing, but it can also be, and that's one of those things that was highlighted, it can be a slippery slope. Oh, absolutely. I think that's where you get a lot of the the dilemma in our churches today. Um, now, take I think we, we might have mentioned this in the Pastors or People 2 mm-hmm. podcast where Hillsong and, and different things that we're, that are getting you know uh, illuminated right now. There's church things that are you need to be careful of, but just lyrically speaking, you know musically, you can get up there 
and just and repeat a phrase that may that may may be innocent enough like I love being here, you know, like just just something that doesn't mean anything, but you say it with enough passion yep. and enough uh, conviction, and you get the right guitar swells and you get the right drum that kind of builds in there, and all of a sudden you have people being emotionally moved yep. by by a lyric. We just love being here, and that and that can be spiritual. Lord, we love being here in your presence. We love being in your house, but it's really not saying anything. Yeah, and that's. And that's one of the things like I used to wrestle with, and it's still a wrestle. Like, um, you know, music, and I used to say this, and it's going to sound abrasive, but music is manipulation of emotion. It can be used as that. Like, yes. like the reason people are passionate about music is because of the way it makes them feel, right. which relates to an emotion. And even if, you know, I was thinking through this, like, like generationally, I think the reason like we sometimes hold on to a song is because it reminds us of a time it brings us back. You know, like mm-hmm. smell can trigger mm-hmm. memory. Well, mm-hmm. music can do that. It yeah, can absolutely. bring you back. It can remind you of this. And it's great when that reminder is of a time when God moved, mm-hmm. right? Like it was a time when God just reached down and he used that and that's how he interacted in your life in that moment. But there's also that danger there mm-hmm. of it can become only about the emotion yeah and become very very hollow and so i think like that was that was the thing of like you got up there you started singing and you're gifting like you said the first few words and you just felt the room like lean in like (laughs) oh this is so good and even the even the people everybody was paying attention going oh he's getting ready to like change like a change is coming like you started playing and it was almost like a hypnotic like (laughs) Oh, this is gonna be. What did he just yeah, say? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. and I'll, and then all of a sudden it's like you're just frozen there, and like you said, just waiting for the lightning bolt. I was yeah. waiting for you just to get fried, yeah, just to be a blast of dust yeah, on the stage. So, but um, that's not the way God works. Just no, want, no. want to be clear. Okay, we would all be already straight. Never mind. Different conversation. No, um, be smote. But I do think, like, how do we use that as a positive? But how do we be careful about it that that doesn't become the focus too? Well, I think a positive. In this sense, is and to Casey's point, our, our our speaker's point that morning was that um, it, there's a reality. God is real, right? We as believers, we know that He is real, and there's a reality that we need to live in that's not of this world, that is of Him. But there's also a reality that we're not often in that reality. We're in love with the, an idea of God, or we're mm. following an idea of God, and so I think. The positive here is while it was awkward and while it was convicting, it puts us in a, almost like it wakes us up out of the stupor yep. that we're in and puts us in a right way of thinking that points us to his truth. And I had someone go, man, you, how you were so creative. How did you, how did you creatively come up with the lyrics to, to change the lyrics to these songs? And I kind of hung my head and I was like, look, it's not me being creative. It's me being human. It's yeah. me being real. Like it was me. You know, these lyrics here, you know, uh, that that we just read, that was, God, you know a lot, but I know best. I prefer to be in control. Oh, that, that one is abrasive. Those yeah. those aren't me scratching my head trying to be creative and witty. That was an honest confession of my heart to go, yeah. I'm singing this song. And, and, that's, and that's the dichotomy of a worship leader, a worship pastor, too, is to go, you know, and we've we've talked about this, when I don't feel it, you know, when, when yep. we're up there with I surrender all, and I'm like, man, this last week, I haven't surrendered anything. I've yep. held tightly to everything. And I think one of the things that 
because you used to joke, so a little aside here, every time that we had an acoustic set, it always seemed to line up with when Matt preached, and the last song that we always seemed to do uh, was I, I Surrender, Surrender All. All. Yeah, and he was like, bro, I stopped doing that song. Well, the first time we I, I preached, we kind of talked about this topic a little bit, and I talked about my my dislike of that song because yeah. it always feels false, and yeah. then Justin put it in the worship set. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is... is we understand that there's a reality, and I think that's why these these rewrite lyrics, these rewritten lyrics, hit so hard. But I say, okay, here's the positive of that. This is how I'm feeling. This is the reality of of the way I'm worshiping. And so, to go back to your point of I surrender all, to go, no, I'm not. Then I surrender all doesn't need to be a confession of what we're doing. Make that a prayer of how you of what yep. you want to be doing. And I and I think I mentioned that to you one point, and that kind of ease some tension that you had like with that song or songs that talk about complete surrender um to go you know i surrender all isn't a statement of where i'm at currently i'm going to sing this as a prayer to god to go put me in a heart posture put me in a place to to let go and so i can say i surrender all and i think you know you just said something that that sparked a big growth point i had as a believer is when um or, or in my relationship with god is when i stopped trying to do the corporate worship song version of praying to him. Mm. Because a lot of times, like we as believers, we'll get into the, oh, I need to pray. And once again, we know that rhythm, we know that metric, mm-hmm. and we don't even look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we just do the, you know, hey, God, forgive me for whatever I did, ask for things, whatever. But when I started going like, wait, what if I just tell God how I'm feeling right now? Like, he knows already. Yeah. And what if I just bring to him that, like, Man, I'm not feeling it. Yep. Like, I am I am carrying guilt from how I behaved here. I don't want to do this. Like, like there have been times when I've gone, I have started a prayer with, God, I have forgotten how to do this, and I really don't feel like it right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that I need you. Yep. Type deal. Yeah, what's it? I think it's Psalm 51. Yep. It talks about restore to me the joy yep. of your salvation. Yep. And there have been... This is just me being honest, like confession and, and transparency is that there have been times I've been with the Lord to go restore that joy. Like yeah. I am not feeling it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to dive into your word right now. I don't want to, but I need you to help me have a desire, you know? And, yeah. and that's not, that's not an all the time thing, but there have been times in my life that I felt that. And so a couple of questions, if I can read from, from Casey Sermon, um, it says, I want, I, want, I want you to ask yourself, uh, have you felt that you have prayed to the living ultimate reality of God or to an idea of God? So to going back to your point, yeah. too often when we pray, do we realize that we're, we're bowing our head, we're closing our eyes before the creator of the universe? That's the reality of it. That's not yep. the, the Sunday school, tell your kids, oh, we're going to say grace before dinner. No, it's you are going before the almighty God the one who uses the earth as his footstool, as he says in his work, right? Like yep. he is creator and you're going before him. And and this is a little bit maybe off topic, but maybe we can bring it back. I just, it would be a miss if we didn't discuss this. Casey asked this question. Uh, do I make decisions and say that I was led to do it because I think it fits an idea of God or because I am having continuous fellowship with my creator and know without a doubt that his spirit is in me breathing new breath for me to walk in his ways in a, in a real way with him. And so too often I think 
we, we make decisions, we sing songs, we, we attend worship, we do life with the idea of God, not under the weight and the responsibility and the understanding of we're doing this with the reality of God, the almighty God, the creator of the universe. Yeah, and I think that's where you, you and me were having a whiteboard conversation in your office of, man, I think there's definitely seasons where, and I crave those seasons, where my decisions, my action, my direction, day-to-day is because that that, that comes from the relationship. Mm-hmm. You're it comes abiding. from spending yeah. time in Him. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's one of those, like, I'll be mid-conversation, and it's like, okay, God, do I have permission to say this? Like, do I need to push here? Like, I'm, I'm literally asking His permission on, hey, you know, on everything. There's also seasons where I'm just adding up the formula, <laughs> where it becomes not me, not it oozing out of my relationship for Him. It's because of my knowledge of Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I take that knowledge and experience, and I just recreate the equation. Yeah, and and I want to I want to ask the question, but also statement ask this. I don't think that's that's wrong all the time, right? I, I think I think that there's a a place of God's given you experiences, God's given you um, His truth, and kind of swirl that in with the with who He's made you to go. Hey, you can speak into this person's situation because because of what you've experienced, because of what I brought you through. But don't point them to you and your experience. Point them to me through yeah. your experience. Yep. And I think that's where, like, there's still an abrasive there in my head. I don't know how to answer the question statement you just said mm. because part of me goes like, "Here's the deal: God gets the glory." And there's a different conversation we kind of spill into. Is it the Holy Spirit leads? in all things or are there times when God created you he's journeyed with you and he knows what you're going to do and so obedience to him is living out who God created you to be mm-hmm. and there's there's this back and forth there because both in both both sources of that mm-hmm. definitely God I lean towards as I'm wrestling with this because I do think like there are seasons where the experiences I've had based on where I'm at in my relationship with God save me yeah by the grace of God like I'm I joke all the time that like I'm in ministry and I'm falling downstairs to the glory of God yeah. like I'm yeah. just losing traction falling over the place and somehow God yeah. is 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 uses that on teaching people what not to do um and yeah and so I think there's definitely that as I kind of like analyze my own walk. Yeah. Like I think when we're in those dry seasons and we have to fall on the formula. Yeah. We've got to remember the way we got to that formula was in a very rich season. Right. Well, I, and I think when you, when we were whiteboarding this out, you kind of drew them aboard the spectrum, right? On one end yep. was the Holy Spirit led. The other end was kind of my experiences, who God created me to be led. And I think the, the tension there is that, too often we we see them on polar opposite sides that they can't ever cross over. Yeah, and where I'm going, hey, my experiences, the things that I've, the, the way God's created me, I can rely on that. The only reason why I can is because God, the Holy Spirit, is still a part of that equation. If I try to take Him out and just rely just on, well, this is how God made me. These are the experiences oh, I have. That's a disaster. Then then I'm, you know what? Actually, I'll be able to go a little bit. 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually run out. And I've experienced that we're gonna be running on fumes. We're gonna be running on our limited knowledge, our limited strength, our limited wisdom, and you are going to crash and crash hard. But the reason why I think you can lean on the way God's made you in some in some of the experiences that you've had is because you're not taking him currently active and living and abiding out of the equation. You can with him in the equation, you can lean into those things. Yeah, if that makes I, yeah. Sense. I think I think when we're talking about that other side of the spectrum, like what we want to be clear on is we're not talking about at any point you doing things without. Absolutely. God. Like Absolutely. what we're talking about is a the way it feels to you because mm-hmm. there are times when God is quiet mm-hmm. and lets you choose Him. Essentially, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that that's the thing, and so I think. Don't hear us say at any point, because I do think there's a dangerous rabbit hole and tripping point if you go, oh, it's about God made me this way. It's the way I feel. Mm -hmm. You move outside of Scripture. You move outside of that to your personal experience. That's a cliff you're going to fall. But I think you can can also go... I agree with you 100%, but I think, like, in my past, there's issues that I've wrestled with my identity, who, like, mm-hmm. letting my job be my identity in previous in a, in a previous career, and so, um, but because of my struggles and the truth that God taught me in, in that area, now if somebody comes to me now and goes, man, I'm having the struggle, I'm able to go, hey, I've walked through that, yeah. let me help help walk with you through that, that doesn't... I'm not displacing God. I'm not going, God, I got this one because you got me through it. Let me give them my ideas on right. identity. I'm going, God, please journey with me. Go ahead of me and let me speak your truth to them. But I also know what they're going through, and, and he does too. And, and God's given me experiences and things to be able to encourage them and help them walk, yeah. walk and through And I think, think yeah. like, as, as you're sitting here talking through this, and my brain's just going into, like, for, how do we how do we formulate this into a, to an understanding point? Like, we seem to be talking about new things that we're going through mm-hmm. is this direct panic reliance on our relationship with God. Things we have experienced get into that testimony line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to well, where we're looking back on our relationship with God as well as in that new point with our relationship with God. Going, going back to the whole the whole point of this that kind of got us going, when we get panicked, when we are grasping at straws, I think it goes back to what the sermon was in this honest worship stemmed out of is it's we're resting on the idea of God. And when we rest on the idea of God, that always comes up short. But when we rest in the reality of God, then we can, he gives us a testimony. He gives us a story. He gives us his Holy spirit and his truth. And we can point back to that. And now that's a foundation to stand on. But the, the, the idea air quotes of God, if we're trying to pull from that well, we're going to come up dry and empty every single time because God's not an idea. Yeah. He's he's a real thing. Well, I mean the deal is is the whole idea concept is our idea of God. Yeah. You and know? you put our in there. <laughs> yeah. Get, and then you have Matt's idea, you have Justin's yep. idea, you have whoever's listening idea. Yeah, and then then essentially if it's the idea of God, then it's what you want to do. Like I mean that's that's what it breaks down. And to. if and if I have an idea of God, it kind of makes me God, right? Because exactly, I'm yeah. I'm deciding what what God is and what He isn't. So yeah. I've I've gotten more power than He does, and I can tell you that is not the case. Well, I mean, and you know, and that's one of those like all the time, and and you've seen this throughout history. You can take the idea of God, the idea of Scripture, and use it to argue your point Absolutely. all you want. Look at social media. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't look at social media. <laughs> anyway, but um, 
and that's where it's a game changer. I remember I had an intern that was getting ready to go to uh, Carolina. So mm-hmm. getting ready to go to secular school. Go Hills. Yeah, very, very, no, don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but, uh, and so trying to get them mentally prepared for the environment, like there was a best-selling book by atheist that was a expert scholar on the Bible. Mm. And so we read it and I said, so you've read it. What do you think? And they, their first response, like at 17 years old was they have no relationship with God. And I was like, okay, there we go. She said, he said he, they, they read scripture as an, as and it wasn't, it was that same conversation. It's mm-hmm. that idea of God that you can shape into whatever you want to justify whatever you want right. instead of, and one of my favorite passages in scripture when I started this is when the, the nation of Israel, and I'll, I'll need to look this up and some of you already know what it is, but it, there's an angel that comes down and messenger from God and they're getting ready to go to battle and the nation of Israel asks God, are you for us or against us? Mm-hmm. Like basically, are you going you know, to give us the win or are you going to give this army the win? And his, the response is no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, y'all are looking at this as an us versus them. Yeah. And you're not even on my, on the level. To, to that point, I was just thinking, God's not interested in our ideas. And I know that sounds abrasive and that sounds like, but we're we're instruments and tools for him to use. Yep. His ways are higher than our yep. ways. His word says that. He's not you know, I don't think we can go to God and go, Hey, have you ever thought about like we're not gonna give him a good idea? Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, absolutely. Like and and you know, I'm gonna justinize that phrase. Like he's more interested in our obedience than our ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. Anyway. Well we thank you for listening. Uh this definitely I think like the last ten minutes you've heard uh me and Justin wrestling with the practical tension um of this so once again if you got questions uh you know you you heard something and just want clarity on it you can email us we'd love to engage in the conversation with you yeah Um, if i can interrupt right there i think this is a great challenge for our listeners to go spend some time today this week whenever really assessing have you been living in and following and worshiping an idea of god or in the reality of the mm-hmm. one true God. Like, like, be honest with yourself and figure that out, because I think that can be game changer in our lives, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, we hope this was, was a, a challenge for you today. Oh, awesome. We thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.